Scott Jackson Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Joining us right now via the Ballyhoo's guest line. He's the host of the Chargers Weekly Podcast, also on KCLA News out in Los Angeles. He is Chris Harry. Good enough to join us to talk about the big day for the Chargers. How are you doing this afternoon, Chris? Scott, I'm doing great. It's been a uh, it's been a whirlwind like 12 to 20 hours here. You know, we've been waiting for some sort of news to to finally break, and it finally happened. Jim Harbaugh now in tow, uh, multi-year deal, and going to be paired with Justin Herbert for a long time. It seems like so uh, a home run, and I've never seen a fan base as united as Chargers fans are right now. Now, how many people have just jumped on that Charger bandwagon based on this, too, out there in L.A.? I mean, I know, you know, listen, I'm no stranger to front-running towns. We, we both grew up in the D.C. area. We know how that goes. Uh, <laughs> but L.A. can be really front-running group. I mean, are people just jumping on the Charger bandwagon now? Are they moving up on the in the pecking order, potentially, uh, with this hire? It feels like it. You know, I, I say this to everybody. I, the Lakers and Dodgers kind of run Los Angeles because of their rich tradition and uh, history of winning. And then everybody else is kind of jockeying for position. And you have to win in Los Angeles to be relevant. It's just that simple. I mean, there's no uh, two ways around it. So to bring in a guy who won a national championship, who's been to a Super Bowl as a coach, who, who played in the league, who has had success everywhere he's gone, you know, the Chargers are opening up a brand-new practice facility in El Segundo, right near the Lakers and Kings, and it's 10 minutes from SoFi Stadium. They have Justin Herbert under center. So uh, a lot of things are kind of aligning right now for the Chargers, and I I know that interest in the team is going to be at an all-time high in Los Angeles and also, frankly, around the NFL. You know, I'm just trying to envision the amount of primetime games they're going to have. They played the Baltimore Ravens this year at SoFi Stadium. I could see that as like a Thanksgiving night family and football, hardball brother game, you know, so – Possibilities are endless. Yeah, no question. Uh, you mentioned on the way in, you know, uh, Justin Herbert's got to be the happiest guy. I'm sure he's running around the house saying, who's got it better than us at this point uh, with, with this news? But, I mean, man, the people Jim Harbaugh has worked with in terms of the quarterback position over the years and the, the bump they tend to get. You know, you think about his last NFL job, you know, Alex Smith. I mean, Alex, yeah, you know, people remember him in Kansas City, how much better he got. But really that started with Harbaugh in San Francisco before they pivoted to, to going all in on Kaepernick. But how important was this hire for Justin Herbert and his future because certainly you know here's a guy who's got all the talent in the world and we see the numbers but just really has not had the supporting cast it feels like to this point in the coaching well he's far away the biggest winner in all of this scott you know he's had so much success his first few years in the league in, in terms of just numbers and statistics and you know i think he's had to kind of carry the load a little bit too much too much has been placed on his shoulders and if you know anything about a jim harbaugh team they're tough they're physical and they're not 100% reliant upon the quarterback to win games. Now, you know, say for Andrew Luck at Stanford, I don't know if Jim Harbaugh has had a talent like this to to coach at the NFL level, for sure. Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick were were great players uh, during that time in San Francisco, but I think Herbert's on another uh, level. Uh, This roster, though, Scott, is going to be a complete uh, turnover, in my opinion. There's only like, you know, Money and I were, were doing the podcast yesterday, Matt Money Smith, the voice of the Chargers, and we were just trying to figure out who are like the, the three or four guys that you could really build around outside of Herbert? And it's Tuli Tui Pelotu, the edge rusher. It's Derwin James. And it's Rashawn Slater at left tackle. And I think everybody else is either put on notice or, you know, there's going to be some new guys coming in. It's going to be a physical team. The, the culture is going to change. The way that they play football is going to change. 
And that's going to be a good thing for Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert can win you football games, but it's it's much better to have him in a situation where he has a, a tough physical defense. He has a tough physical running game that can chew clock. And then when he's got to make a big play or be the hero, he can do that. And, and not every game has to be a Justin Herbert game. We're uh, talking to Chris Harry, the uh, host of the Chargers Weekly Podcast, also uh, anchor on KCL, KCAL News in Los Angeles with us here. Scott Jackson, show priority Autosports Radio 94.1, brought to you by Larry King Law. Yeah, that, the roster decisions are interesting, right? Because, you know, you, you got big numbers, you've got your over the cap, uh, you got a guy like Mike Williams who's ultra talented, but he's been injured so much. And certainly Keenan Allen's not getting any younger, but he's still very productive. And I guess starting there, I mean, what do you see on the offensive side? Do you, do you think some of these people are salvageable, or do you think it might be you know kind of a house cleaning and then kind of a, a build back up situation? Well, a lot of people are using the the term salary cap hell. I don't really see it like that. There's basically four gigantic contracts. It's the, it's the two edge rushers, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and it's the two wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You mentioned Mike Williams. Mike, when he's healthy, he's one of the best jump ball receivers in the league. He's a touchdown machine. Um, I, I think Keenan, even though he's getting older, the way he plays football, his, his ability to, to run routes, um, it, it's going to serve him well, I think, later in the back half of his career. So very tough decision they're going to have to make uh, between Mike and Keenan. And same with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack has played 17 games each of the last two years, but he's older. And Joey Bosa is a, is a game record when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. Uh, and they both have huge cap numbers. You know you have Cooley on the other side, so – it's just a matter of, you know, our, what's next? Uh, the GM they need to hire, which I expect to happen very shortly. Um, and then the decisions need to be made. Who are you going to keep? Who's going to stay, stay with this program moving forward? And, um, you know, you know that Justin Herbert has a, a, a gigantic cap number as well. I think 2024 may be a little difficult in terms of building back. I still don't think it will prevent Harbaugh from making this a playoff caliber team. But 2025 – this team should be in really good shape. Well, don't forget our guy Stone Smart from ODU. We want we want him to be part of the future there. So hey, you know what? And Stone could be. Listen, tight end is going to be a huge position for Jim Harbaugh. Everyone's talking about Brock Bowers, and uh, you know the tight end room was, was uh, a little bit of a of a weaker spot for the Chargers in terms of blocking and just the power running game. So I hope Stone Smart, ODU's finest, uh, stays on with the with the power blow. That'd be beautiful. All right, uh, Joe Horwich, you mentioned it. It looks like he could be the guy. You know, certainly he's got a background working with a Harbaugh, uh, working with John, so probably knows a lot about Jim. Very similar, uh, you know, mindsets when it comes to football. Uh, th- this seems to be a really strong pairing if this comes to fruition. Yeah, you know, he, he's expected to, to interview for a second time. Uh, Brandon Brown, the assistant GM of uh, the Giants, just wrapped up his second interview, I believe, yesterday with the team and. You know, it, it, if, you, if your brother says he's good, you probably should go with what your brother says, right? And just the, the track record of success that the Ravens front office has had. I know that uh, John Harbaugh was, was raving about Joe and his uh, identifying Roquan Smith. And, you know, it's somebody that I think Jim can feel comfortable working with. If, if, if it ends up being Joe Ortiz, he, he comes from a, a winning program with his brother's stamp of approval. And, uh, and then it, then the fun stuff begins, right? Who's yep. going to be on the staff? Who's going to be the defensive coordinator, the OC? Uh, a lot of possibilities here. 
Yeah, so we'll see if Joe Ortiz comes to fruition, but certainly looks like a, a great move if that goes that route. This division's very competitive. I mean, we, you obviously have the Chiefs who are there every stinking year. And, you know, you got you got Denver, you know, trying to make some moves with, with Sean Payton. Raiders looked much different once uh, they got the right coach in there, and, and obviously he's going to start next year. Uh, so that, to me, tells me a lot about Jim Harbaugh, right? He didn't he didn't pick, like, some cupcake division. He could have gone Atlanta. That seemed to be an easier, easier win for him. Th- this is certainly even with the quarterback uh, a challenging decision because you're, you're going to have to deal with Mahomes for for many years to come just starting there no doubt but I, I think there's very few coaches that could come into the AFC West and still be an alpha right, right. It's, it's Bill Belichick it's Jim Harbaugh and I think that's the list right you know I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh fears Andy Reid or Sean Payton or Antonio Pierce I don't think he fears the Broncos who don't have a quarterback right now or the Raiders who don't have a quarterback right now. Obviously, the, the division starts and ends with the Chiefs, and the, Ch- the Chargers have been so close in trying to dethrone them. Um, I think Jim Harbaugh could be that missing link. It may not be in 2024, but it, you know, I, I, I do believe that he's confident that he has the quarterback to get this team to where it's never been. It's, it's winning a Super Bowl. Uh, Chris Harry with us talking Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers here. Scott Jackson, Chirp Party Auto Sports Radio. 94.1 joins us via the Valley Who's guest line, KCAL News in California, and also the Chargers weekly podcast in L.A. as well. So as you look at this team, too, and, and the, the uh, fan base obviously is going to get bigger now with, with this move alone, uh, what, what, are, what are the bigger challenges, though? Is it, is it on the offensive side, or do you think it's on the defensive side? You know what? I think it's on the defensive side just because you have Justin Herbert, right? You, yeah. you can you can put up points, and I think they're going to just reshape the running game. You have a, a cornerstone left tackle. You're going to have uh, one of those uh, wide receivers to pair with Joshua Palmer and, and Quentin Johnson, who needs to take another leap in year two. But I think defensively, they're going to need a lot of help at corner. Uh, they're going to have to kind of revamp the defensive line and identify guys that are hardball guys. Um, and only only Jim knows who, who those guys are. I think having the luxury of playing in the Big Ten this past year and having uh, having high draft picks in, in each of the rounds this upcoming draft, uh, I think that's going to bode well for the Chargers, knowing that, that Jim has been uh, just very shortly removed from the college game, and then they're going to have to supplement with free agency. But um, I, I don't think it's as heavy of a lift as people think when they, when they talk about the salary cap issues. It's Again, you know, Joey Bosa has not been healthy for a couple of years, uh, so they haven't really had had him at all. Um, you know, Keenan or Mike has they rarely been on the field together. It seems like so. Um, I, I do think that it's going to take uh, some time defensively to get to where they ultimately want to go. And that's another question, Scott: Who's the DC going to be? If, if it's Jesse Minter from from Michigan, you see what Mike McDonald is doing in Baltimore, the former Michigan DC. They're, they're the most violent hitting team in football, and they've been able to shut down the likes of the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. So I think the style of defense that's coming to the Chargers is a good one. No question about it. It should be exciting. I mean, boy, you guys barely have anything to talk about out there with Shohei Itani, you know, when Dodger Blue, you know, of course, <laughs> you have LeBron James. You've had that for a while, so no big deal. And, of course, now Jim Harbaugh. Nobody's got it better than L.A. sports right now. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for your time, buddy. Always good catching up with you. Scott, you're the man. Thank you. All right. Chris Harry with us. KCAL TV in Los Angeles. Chargers Weekly Podcaster. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. 
All right, welcome back. Uh, thanks again to Chris Harry talking Chargers with us. By the way, uh, if you're just joining us, he's getting the car, he's getting out of work. Um, I don't know, leaving happy hour, whatever it is. Uh, Rams are the latest team to make a hire. Raheem Morris, the former, uh, Ram- most recently Rams. Did I say the Rams? No, the Falcons hired Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. Did I say Rams? No, you you kind of tap danced around the fact that he was hired by the Falcons, but then has been with the Rams. Okay, I think people go. knew where you were going. All with right, that. sorry about that. That's confusing. Um, I don't know why it just like hit me halfway through what I was saying that I was saying it weirdly. But anyway, <laughs> he's with the Fal with, is with the Falcons now. Raheem Morris. He was there for a brief period of time as the interim coach, and it's cool. This is what I love about sports. I got one guy who says it's the worst, stupidest thing ever, David, who's a Falcons fan, who says, oh my God, I guess we're going 7-10 and 10 for the next few years. Then I've got, uh, from the 915, Scott, I told you the Falcons are going to hire Raheem Morris. We went like 6-2 and two after we fired Dan Quinn. I love the move and hire. Excited for the Falcons' future with our talent. But he's actually 4-7. and seven. I don't want to rain on your parade, but whatever. Um, well. I like Raheem. Did you guys see, I don't know, people, not everybody are on the X, I get that. But if you are in the X, you saw this last week. Jalen Ramsey, after um, the general manager, uh, what the heck is his name for the for the? Um, I can see his dang face. The guy for the Rams was went out and said, "This is why Raheem Morris needs to be a um, head coach." Less need, less need made a really strong case for Raheem Morris in this interview. Then Jalen Ramsey tagged it and then commented on saying how players will come play for Raheem Morris. Jalen Ramsey loves Raheem Morris. Jalen Ramsey doesn't get along with everybody, as you may or may not remember. No, he does not. I do remember him with the, with, uh, with the Redskins. He was always the guy who was very enthusiastic on the field. Uh, he was the guy you hear in practice. He was the guy who got in his players' faces, guys who pumped guys up. Guys liked him a lot. I do remember that. You know, Bruce Allen been a big Raheem Morris guy for a while, and he brought him up there after that, after uh, the, when they started assembling that staff. He was the one who made a connection there um, with him and that Shanahan staff. So, look, he's been around a lot of good people. He's had a lot of different experiences. Not all of them have been great. Um, some of them have been. And now here's his chance. I mean, he's got uh, the resume, like any of these other guys do, to – you know, find it, you know, get a second chance and we'll see what, if he can make the most of it. Well, Jalen Ramsey has taken to the X to say Falcons got one of, if not the best coach in the NFL for real. So yeah. see, he loves there it. There you go. There you go. And again, does this mean they're going to get free agents because of this? Maybe. Could Maybe. be. Could be. Nothing wrong with that if that's the case. Um, 757-687-9494. All right, let's go through some of these here. Um, James in the 252 was happy to hear me call uh, Jim Gray a weasel. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so he's been sorry to him ever since his on-field baseball interview from long ago. What about the way he used to interview Tyson, right? Like the way he interviewed Mike Tyson yeah. with the camera behind him, luckily, because if he didn't have the camera behind him, Mike probably would have knocked him out. Uh, Tyler says, <laughs> looks like a pretty good chance uh, for the commanders to get Johnson. Any idea who they might bring as the DC? Yeah, I think it's a gr- – yeah, I mean, I think it's Ben Johnson or boss. I don't, I don't think there's any hiding here. At this point, yeah, I the DC part of it's going to be interesting. And again, how many people can Ben Johnson that he wants can he steal from the staff in Detroit? Right? Like, is it Mark right. Brunel? Is it Freilick? Is his OC? I mean, how does that work out? I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're not stealing Aaron Glenn, so you can put that out there right now. Yeah. Aaron Glenn's not going anywhere. Yeah. So I'm not sure who who that's going to be. I mean, if you can pull on a veteran guy like Wink Martindale. If you think you can get along with him, yeah. that would be something. That would be interesting. I mean, again, I think uh, I think the NFL needs guys like Wink Martindale. 
<laughs> well, and if you're a young head coach and you want some experience on your staff, yeah, somebody that's been doing it for a while, get some of that veteran presence in, in the in the coach's room as well. I don't think that would be the worst idea in the world. Supposedly, like we'll, we'll see. Look, in two organizations, right? He worked for the Dolphins and he worked for the Lions. Talking about Ben Johnson. But, you know, I'm reading these stories about him over these last few weeks, doing the binge Ben Johnson, you know, press conferences and all this other stuff, yeah. right? Um, supposedly Zach Taylor in Cincinnati for many years has been trying to steal him. Couldn't do it. He kept getting elevated in Detroit, this kind of stuff. So he has friends around the league, okay? So what does that mean? Who does that mean? I don't know. And again, how much of this is Adam Peters? And I would also love to know if this is really the lean and it's kind of like a wink, wink, nod, nod, we're going to do it once we can do it thing is if they've already been working on the staff behind the scenes, right? Could be, could you know, be. And that's why you have all these consultants involved. You got Peters, you know, and then he's, of course, they have you know, the Spielman's brother there. I mean, they're, they're, they could already have like a shaping of a staff. I don't know who the heck you keep from the staff that you have now. I mean, I don't think many people, <laughs> many if any. I think Ryan Kerrigan's probably a safe bet because yeah, he's a Redskin. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, uh, I could see that. He's a young guy. And actually, you know, Coach Z, the D-line coach, is fine. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with him. But the rest of them, I don't know. I mean, Randy Jordan has been – the running backs have been fine. I make sure Randy Jordan's coached them up. They know what the Woods pickup looks like and things. I don't have a problem with that, you know. But the rest of it, eh, I don't know. Well, Eric Bieniemy is the fascinating Well, case Eric Bieniemy, if it's an offensive coach, is not going to be here. I mean, that that's pretty obvious. I mean, they're not going to keep him. Ben Johnson's not going to keep Eric Bieniemy. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, if it's his offense. Now, if they were to hire Mike McDonald, maybe that is the play. That's the way that that thing works out. But – uh, somebody just asked me, is Bienemy not in the mix? I said, or not an option. I said, he's an option, but he's not the first option, clearly, because if he's the first mm-hmm. option, they would have already hired him. They don't even have to go through these these other interviews. Same thing with Bobby Slowick. If you wanted to hire Bobby Slowick, right. you could have done, done, done it by now. Yeah, you could have done that by now. Who, who, of course, everybody goes, oh, he blow us away with his interview, but nobody's hiring him. You know, and, and again, Adam Peters, if he really loved Bobby Slowick, who he knew from San Francisco, I think it would have been a done deal now as well. Well, what's funny is that Bobby Slowick just finished his second interview with the Falcons, and they loved him so much that they hired Raheem Morris. Right, and they said so, he had a great interview. Did any of these people say so-and-so had an awful interview? I wish he would have never shown him for a facility. Well, that's what people had said about Eric Bieniemy for years. Right, he was <laughs> just too, just yeah, was too much, too, uh, too direct with some of these guys. I don't know. What happens to Big Bad Bill now? Uh, talking about Bill Belichick, I'm assuming this is from Mike. I would say uh, watching a lot of lacrosse. Kayaking in uh, Annapolis, maybe? Is that what he does? Kayaking? Watching lacrosse, I would think. Um, would he be on a pregame show, right? I mean, would, it, would he be on a pregame show? I'm telling you, he's going to be the host of the We're On to Cincinnati podcast. <laughs> Could, could you see Belichick in one of those like ridiculous desks that Rex Ryan like spitting across the other side? You know, Adam and he's talking. I could never see Belichick doing that. If you're a producer of that show, keep your fingers on the volume button because you're going to need to bring that thing up like you wouldn't believe. Somebody, he's a soft-spoken guy. Somebody said the other day, um, one of the ESPN reporters might have said this, um, college football guys, they think Nick Saban preference is to do games like to be at a game not doing the college game i would love that i think that would be awesome that would be because honestly that's what belichick would probably be great at if he could do it unvarnished like i don't give a crap i'm not coming back to football anymore like kind of like find his and he does have a personality i've talked to enough former patriots at this point in my life that i do realize that the guy we get in the public is not the same guy he's more the guy who goes the roller rink dressed up as a pirate uh you know for the the patriots (laughs) halloween party which is one of the greatest YouTubes of, of all time, if you haven't seen it. Oh, it is. It it's really one of those football is. life Patriot things. you got to see it. It's so awesome. Anyway, 
For the 915, uh, I still love the move uh, with uh, Raheem Morris not getting caught up in the hype with all these other coaches like Harbaugh, Vrabel, et cetera. Yeah. Again, this is, uh, he, he's done everything you would ask somebody to do that was trying to rebuild a, a, a resume, right? Like he's been everywhere. He's worked with the right people. Right people say the right stuff about him. So, you know, let's go. Let's Got a ring too, by the way. Yeah, got a ring. So let's, let's go, as they say. Not the Let's Go podcast, though. Uh, Tyler says, I'm constantly worried about the obscure, useless ability to pull a third. Oh, this is from yesterday. I'm sorry. Looks like a pretty good chance the commanders get. Uh, yes. No, we just went dead. And I'm sorry. Oh, boy, I'm jumping all over the place here. Oh, Jimmy. That's what I want to get to. Jimmy Lewis sends a video. Says, <laughs> man, I'm not worried about the Chargers. The Chargers will charge you just watch. And he's got like the Charger head on somebody just running in an office out of nowhere, like panicking. So, hey, man, this Chiefs love this Chiefs run is not going to last forever, believe it or not. Well, I love the confidence, though. Love the confidence. I know. Will I just, he will he be that confident if Andy Reid decides to uh, yeah to hang it up? And they say, hey, uh, Nagy's going to be his replacement or be enemy. <laughs> I would rather have the enemy than Nagy. I still think it's going to be Spags. Uh, yeah, I think Spags makes more sense in all of them, and then just fix yeah, go with the offense if that happens. And I still don't. Still not so sure, sure about it. Pittsburgh Ross, of course, always thinking about Pittsburgh because he's Pittsburgh freaking Ross, says, hoping uh, maybe with those sitting out, hoping that Pittsburgh job opens next year. See, always just trying to just throw <sighs> Coach Tomlin out the window. Unbelievable. It never stops. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, Cowboy Dave says, uh, Belichick, I don't believe we'll get hired. This dude is old school and he hasn't had an interview in like 30 years. <laughs> you know, I thought the interview would just be coming in, Hands full of rings and just dropping them on a, on a very large desk. And then leave. And then just saying, yes. do you want my resume? Go watch you know, these Super Bowls. Okay, If you're looking for my resume, go watch these Super Bowls. It's in your trophy case, buddy. It's in Rob Kraft's trophy case if you want to see my resume. Maybe he would have said that to him. But apparently that isn't play for some of these, some of these billionaires. They don't want to hear that stuff. Anyway, do you think it also – I heard it also hear Belichick because he told Kraft that he – or excuse me, told uh, – he, he told the um, Falcons owner, his name is totally... Arthur was, Blank, Roger which Blank. is very ironic. Arthur Blank. I'm drawing a blank. What's his name? <laughs> Arthur Blank. He told Arthur Blank that he'd never been in a Home Depot. I heard that's what uh, ran him off the he's rails. He's a Lowe's guy, maybe. He's, yeah, he might be a Lowe's guy. I don't think Bill's ever fixed anything in his life as far as home improvement is concerned. Well, he said that's certainly true about the last couple of years for the Patriots. That's, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Nice. Did the rim job. All right, 757-687-9494. All right, react to all this coaching stuff. Again, two, then there were two, the Seahawks and the Commanders. Seahawks interviewing Dan Quinn today. Ironically, Dan Quinn's supposed to interview with the Commanders again tomorrow in person. Uh, stay tuned to see if that actually happens. All right, we'll get to some title games thoughts because we have that going on. Oh, I want to remind you, between now and six, which is not much longer, before we hand it over to uh, the Lady Monarchs coverage, I've got Brooks and Dunn tickets to give away uh, the reboot tour uh, coming up 2024. It goes, the tickets go on sale tomorrow. The show's the June 14th at the Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater. A pair of tickets before we get out of here at six. Scott Jackson, show priority auto sports radio 94.1. James Witham's got your sports center. All right. Uh, 757-687-9494. Uh, right now, let's do this. You can hit us up on the uh, Ballyhoo's phone line. We'll take caller number two, Brooks and Dunn tickets, pair to give away. Uh, they will be at United Home Loans Amphitheater coming up on the 14th of June. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, but you can win them right now. It's caller number two, 757-687-9494. James just said in the update that Debo Samuel limited. Is that what you said? Yep, limited. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. I mean, that's a 
again, the way he plays, shoulder injury does not seem very good, like a very good situation. I think they probably know that he's not playing too, and they're just going to keep it you know, going forward, what have you. We'll probably have a better idea tomorrow with the injury report if that's legit or if he's out, what have you. 49ers really are a you know a slightly as good offense you know not more than slightly there's a pretty big dip when Debo's not playing for example uh about a yard and a half okay okay yard and a half per play okay that's one thing uh rushing wise is the big one when he's off the field their yards per carry yards per rush go down two yards from 5.6 to 3.6 and um Old QBR, Brock Purdy's goes down nine points from 74 to 65. So there's been some Debo issues. Now they've had all week to prepare without Debo, if that's the case. I think it looked pretty bad. He couldn't come back in the game. Clearly, in the game on Saturday night, had a little extra day of rest and all that stuff. But, man, that everything dips down without Debo. In the last three years, he's led all wide receivers in yards after the catch and reception yards after contact because he's a badass. That's why. Among wide receivers of the last three seasons – including playoffs, um, you're talking about a guy who, again, yards after contact, 9.4 last year, 8.6 this year. That's a lot. Um, that's yards after catch, I'm sorry. Yards after contact, 3.5 this year, 3. The 3 this year, 3.5 last year. In 2021, he also led the league at 2.9 just slightly ahead of Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar Chase is at 2.8. He's the only one in the, in the same atmosphere as Debo when it comes to yards after contact or yards after the catch. He's one of one, as the kids might say. So that's a pretty significant loss if he is out tonight. 49ers, again, have been the toughest team to tackle in the NFL this season, leading the league in yards after the contact, both per game and per play. The Lions' defense will try to put a stop to that. They lead the NFL in yards after contact allowed per game and rank second on a per-play basis as well. So, yeah, we'll see what the Lions can muster this weekend. But they have not uh, – again, their de- their defense has been weird because they give up a lot of yards. They not necessarily give up a lot of points all the time. They have a big – their major bend but don't break situation right now. There's no doubt about it. But the 49ers are definitely a little lesser than – if it's no Debo on game day, that's for sure. On Sunday night in the finale. Of course, the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens will be the first game on Sunday at 3 o'clock. And I'm fascinated to see if Jim Harbaugh is invited, as he always is, to have full access. <laughs> if he's not... Don't uh, count on it. If he's wearing his Charger gear. All right, 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. If you want to up via the... Ballyhoo's phone line, text lines open for business as well at 757-687-9494. Pittsburgh Ross says it even took Tom Brady, TB12, almost 10 years off in between Super Bowls once. No, he did. There was a long stretch. Remember that? There was a, there was a time in the desert. There was many a, many a, many a year we'd go, oh, is Tom Brady done? Is it, this is the end of Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, we had that. That was going on for a while. No doubt, doubt, no doubt about that. And then, of course, you know they, they hit a bunch of them again, and he was great. And then he went and did it somewhere else. So there's that one. Hey, the other the other team, I guess we could throw out there as a potential. They're going to be looking for a job soon. 
uh, looking for coaches potentially next year. We mentioned the Giants, Eagles, Cowboys. Who else did we say? Bears. There was one other team. But I think you probably throw the Buccaneers out there again too. Yeah, if they I, definitely, slip back definitely. as well. You could probably throw them out there. I mean, it's just Saints are definitely Saints is another one. Yeah, if you're looking at AFC South or NFC South teams, excuse me, uh, that are potentially there because obviously Carolina and Atlanta have hit the reset button. Well, we can't there. we can't really uh, count our chickens on Carolina. Well, that's probably. true. Well, yeah, wait a minute. Carolina <laughs> after midseason might be looking at somebody different. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, my man Gutley says, kind of think it's hilarious, cl- people clowning old Bill. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I think he will too, but I think in the core of Bill Belichick, he'd rather be coaching than watching. Oh, of course. You know? It's it's going to sting come July or even maybe around minicamp yeah. time. That's that's when it's really going to hit him if he doesn't have a job. Yeah, and I, I don't know what, what the deal is with, with um, again, his interest in doing TV or not. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that's what I would love to know. He, that would, would he, be interesting. Would he care about doing it? Because like, I think he could do whatever he wants. You know, I think he could probably do whatever he wants. You know, Tom Brady's going to be in it next year. Wouldn't it be great a three-man booth with Brady and Belichick? <laughs> People would pay for that. Bill would be the perfect sideline reporter, the way he dresses. <laughs> Maybe Bill could just be a regular on the Manning cast. Oh, that that if he doesn't get a job, that's probably going to happen. Crash the Manning cast, you know what I'm saying? I mean, why not? Why not? Wow. Uh, Andy asking, is there anybody close... Uh, have you heard any news about anything being close with the Steelers in the offensive coordinator job? No, but I did see the terrible news yesterday that they interviewed Mike Sullivan. Or no, no, no. That their guy, Mike Sullivan, interviewed in New Orleans, right? Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, that that's just weird. But anyway, yeah, no, not a whole lot, you know, right now as to who they might. I guess they're good. Like Thomas Brown, uh, the former Panthers OC, is the most recent one I saw. Well, yeah, interview. that's exactly who you want. Yeah, it was the most recent one. Although you know, Thomas Brown was highly regarded until he had to work with a team that had two hands tied behind their back. Good point. When he was with when he was with Sean McVay, he was a, you know he was an LA guy. He was with McVay. It was one of the people that you know Ron rolled in there Rivera this year to talk to before um, landing on um, landing on Eric Bieniemy. So. I think he got two interviews with the commanders, if I remember correctly, last offseason. You know, they mentioned uh, on the ESPN piece the other day, you know, clearly Eric Bieniemy would be of interest if he becomes available. It, it seems like just a matter of time, but yet, you know, Washington has not, you know, released him or cleared him. Right. Clint Kubiak's name gets brought up for like every job. Daryl Bevel, I guess Alex Van Pelt, because he got fired, right? He's available. He'd be from a division guy. Ken Dorsey's available. Yes, he is. Arthur Smith's available. Um, <laughs> who was the guy the Bears fired? Luke Getsky, is it? Uh, Luke Getsy. Getsy, not Getsky. Getsky is like a jet ski. No, Getsy's another one that was available, but yeah, I don't think you want one of those guys. Yeah, the enemy would be interesting uh, if you go now. If you want to throw every down, it's interesting, I should say. But that's the problem. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean. Now, I don't think Mike Tomlin would allow him to come in there and throw fifty times. No, I don't think so. And you know, again, it. I'm not sure it morphs. It's not the style that Pittsburgh is known for. No. Not the style Pittsburgh's known for. And you don't have the quarterback for that either, by the way. No, there's that too. And this is really the year where you got to, you know, you got to be really honest and more, you know, you got to really look at that kid under the microscope talking about Kenny Pickett. Well, he's not a kid by any means. He's a lot Well, of his hands are. His hands are childlike, but his rest of it is not. All right, coming up, we'll get to some what we missed uh, today. And before we hand it over to uh, Matt Hatfield and Shonda DeBerry, 
ODU and App State women's hoops tonight with the pregame at 6 from Chartway. A lot of NBA stuff, including uh, quite a celebration from the Milwaukee Bucks uh, as they were very happy to have a new coach. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, plus, the Wizards do something they should have probably done a while ago. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, congratulations to Katie in Williamsburg, who won Brooks and Dunn tickets, the Reboot 2024. She'll be going to that show on the 14th of June. Uh, you can buy to I know, you can buy tickets. I know, that's not a popular thing to say. We're just giving them away, and I'm telling you to buy them. But that's, you know, because we're running out of time. Because we're only going to have one more day of chance for you to win them tomorrow. But if you don't win tomorrow, you know, you might want to have a backup plan because uh, there is going to be a chance to buy them tomorrow as they go on sale. There you have it. All right, uh, so congrats to Katie. Let's get to this. So the Bucks last night played their first game without head coach Adrian Griffin, and he lost his job yesterday. Of course, they hired you know Doc Rivers, or, or two days ago, excuse me, they fired him, hired Doc Rivers yesterday. And the players last night were, were dancing around the court before the game started, almost like they were just freed, right, of, of this coach that they hated. That was really weird. It was a little weird. And what was weirder was, am I correct in saying their their social media folks, the ones that shared this? Yeah. Initially, like the Bucks. It was on the official Bucks X page. Yeah. So this came out at 8-11 last night. At first, I thought it was one of these stock things. I didn't know what it was from. And then I'm like, no, this is tonight. And they're doing this like... I don't. I don't know what would we call this. I, I don't know. No. It's like some sort of weird, you know, gritty circle yeah, dance yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, they didn't like him very much. I don't know if you guys have gotten the impression clearly. that I have. Clearly, didn't like Adrian Griffin a whole heck of a lot. Uh, the Wizards, you know, they basically did Wes Unsell Jr. favor today by removing him from the coaching duties. Uh, they have moved him up to the front office in a shakeup, and Brian Keefe, who. Now slides into the spot. It's been a lot of places, but the only place you really need to care about if you're now following the Wizards is if you're in Oklahoma City, you are now the solution because <laughs> this is Oklahoma City North, baby. I mean, they are all about the OKC era. And look, OKC's hot. You know, they're they're number one team in the West as of today. Will that last? We'll see. And, you know, the bigger question with OKC is always, can you actually keep people? You know, even if you have these successes, we actually have it for a long period of time. Do you just continue to start over and have 4,000 draft picks? Uh, the Wizards are well on their way to another high lottery pick and uh, having uh, hopefully more draft picks. Wes Ensel Jr., you know, hate to say this, but here I am going to go ahead and say it, was in over his head from the jump. I mean, and if we're going to be fair here, his dad was never a great coach either. No. <laughs> I mean, or a good GM. He was a Hall of Fame player, won a championship there, meant a lot to the organization. But this just, I mean, again, you're going to fire a legendary player's son at some point, essentially, although they didn't fire him. I get it. They moved him upstairs, whatever. He talked about defense, this poor guy, every freaking press conference. And every night his team would go out and crap all over him <laughs> by playing the worst <laughs> defense in the world. That is just so true. embarrassing. So, anyway, mercy move for him at least uh i hope uh you know they still pay out his contractors i'm sure they will so anyway not a big shock there but they're not going to get that much better with brian keith for brian dennehy who played bobby knight anyway all right thanks to uh chris harry talking charges with us dwight stevenson the hall of famer uh appreciate him coming through and again he'll be at the uh, card show this weekend for all of you that won uh congrats uh everybody have a great night james with them thank you we'll be back tomorrow big football friday edition here on the program we're represented by larry king law injured in an accident call 757 injured 757 injured good night